With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can simply print postage stamps and shipping labels, even when working remotely. Go to pb.com slash TMS and access a special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, 16 holodecks, no waiting. Jim Rayner, the alpha passive-aggressive female dog. He already asked for more sauce, but they wouldn't give him any more sauce. Pervy broccoli. How do you pronounce Julia Louise? Dreyfus. Half gorilla girl stabbing bricks in a haunted house. Capable Presley. Hot beef in your crotch. Not related. Mayor McCheese took it in the shorts. The factory did the thing, came home. Papa was a small claims court plaintiff. Ooh, even I got the cadence. There's a shortage of desks, bicycles, coins, and soda cans. Deep fried chalk dusted with cinnamon. <laughs> I'm glad you said chalk, even though that's not the word. Soft or hard shell. Oh, it is calc. Shoot. <laughs> Wendy contains multitudes and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I've been saving up my holodeck rations, and I've got three full hours coming. Any chance I might persuade you to join me for a few rounds of velocity? I certainly am laughing on the inside. <laughs> the Morning Stream. Ah, uh, that never never fails to amuse me when he fouls up and flumbles his words. Well done, Scott Fletcher. Hey, everybody, welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, <laughs> September third, twenty twenty. I'm Scott Johnson. That guy right there is Brian Hibbert. Hello, Brian. Hello. Holodeck rations. Holodeck I, rations. Boy. Yeah. So apparently, you had to earn holiday. Like, basically, all right, you get uh, two hours of holodeck ration. You cannot have any more holodeck than that but you mm-hmm. can save it up yep. and use it all at once that was a weird thing i was watching a voyager episode and was capping some audio and i guess they rationed a lot of stuff because you know they were lost they were they were in the gamp or what oh. quadrant so it was more Alpha? like it wasn't like a uh Delta. like this is a voyager thing it may not have taken place on the enterprise oh right right uh, i don't think they had say, I, I don't think they ever had rations but both yeah. shows shared a problem which is nobody there's only one holodeck on the whole ship <laughs> and only one piece, one group of people or persons can be there at any given time. Wasn't I thought they had, they had numbers on the holodecks, right? So they had to have more. Didn't they say uh, Commander Riker is on holodeck three or something like that? Well, didn't they? All I remember is well, okay. Here's what I know. Maybe Voyager's different, but on Voyager last night, the doctor, the hollow doctor guy, what's his name, uh, Picardo, mm-hmm. he came in there, uh, Bing Bong, and interrupted Paris and. <laughs> What's her name's thing they were doing? What do you like it on a Trump rally? <laughs> bing bong, bing bong, bing. Uh, goes in there and says, "Hey, get out of here! I was supposed to do my thing. Whatever he's going to do, he's going to study something or something." Yeah. And they were like, "Whatever, we got here first. We're doing the thing." It was like you know somebody at the skate park saying they got the half pipe for the next ten minutes. It was just an odd, right, right, an odd exchange between those characters. I booked, I booked this holodeck. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. And then it all went to crap. And then later, uh, Chakotay tells Janeway that he's got all these saved up credits. And I'm thinking, they rationed the freaking holodeck time? Yeah. Okay, well, it does It does make sense, though, on the uh, on Voyager for them to ration. By the way, looking on online, uh, the USS Enterprise D's normal complement is uh, 1,012 persons. There are 16 holodecks on Galaxy-class starships, including the Enterprise, Located on decks 9 through 11. Wow. So 16 holodecks. 
So that's what you should. T- that's a lot of uh, Sherlock's or Moriarty's that can escape. Yeah, or, or uh, pervy. What's his name? Doing pervy things. Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, the broccoli. Broccoli. Pervy, <laughs> pervy broccoli. Yes. Pervy broccoli. <laughs> pervy broccoli. Get that title in now. You might be today's winner. <laughs> Whoever does it first. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't know why I was even watching it, but it was just uh, it was funny. Uh, it was a delayed episode, like fifth, fifth, fifth season. So seven of nine was there. They'd already, you know, they they decided to bring in a sexy character and get the ratings up, and they did that. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It's a good time. They're still All lost right, so though. They're had, still floating in space. They can't find home. They don't know where home is. They can, they don't know that it came by their way home. So we had four four pervy broccolis. Uh, Lon makes Lasarge, Luke Sightwalker, and uh, oh boy, Tom Norm. But only Lasarge spelled broccoli correctly. <laughs> Two C's, one L. Yep. And we had every other variation of broccoli. That's right. Give it. Give the vote to the proper spelling. We're going. We want to encourage education here, not disparage it. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. The day is mine, says Lasarge. <laughs> well done. That's well really done, great. Matthew. All right, I've got a. Uh, I'm the star of a new film, and I'm really oh, excited really? about it. Yeah, it's, it's called coming, I, coming to theaters. Yeah, coming to theaters soon. There'll be a trailer. Uh, maybe probably just a teaser soon. But it's called. Three dogs, a cat, and a baby. Ah, and, uh, sure. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about what the plan is uh, with this film. It stars me. I'm I'm the star of it. Uh-huh. And uh, there's some co-stars: Kim, my wife, <laughs> my daughter Carter, and then there's these three dogs and a cat. Sure. And sure. it's a real romp of a good time of a film. Nope, it's a terrible nightmare. It's an awful horror film and. <laughs> Actually, it isn't that bad. Oh, I don't want to think I don't, about that. Yeah, yeah, how is Ripley getting along with the? Uh, I imagine Ripley's getting along with the other dogs, okay. But how's how's she getting along with the cat? Totally fine with the cat. Totally fine oh, with the dogs. It turns out Ripley is a very sweet, submissive, mm. loving sort of. I want to just be your friend sort of dog. That's cool, and that's, that's cool. great. We love that. So is Boomer. Boomer's the same way, and Boomer and Ripley immediately hit it off. Here's the problem. Huh. Yeah. Well, first of all, Ripley's still got kind of sore. Uh, fresh junk. scar from her junk, yeah. Yeah, sore junk. Sore junk. <laughs> <laughs> if you get sores on your junk, you probably get sore junk. Anyway, That's right. so she's got that going on. So we're trying to keep her from you know being too physical, but also the dog will let you know when it's good enough to start jumping around and whatever. And, and sure. So sure. she's already showing signs of like more energy and that sort of stuff. And she's really glommed on to all of us. Uh, the the mm-hmm. people in the house really loves us and just, oh, she's really just the sweetest dog. She just wants to lay in your lap and just doze off and she's awesome anyway so that's great everyone's happy except for rainer jim rainer the female dog who thinks she's the greatest alpha in the history of the planet she thinks (laughs) everything within her view is her is her domain and it's probably because she's first right i don't know how this works in dog hierarchies but it seems like she was here first other dogs came later she just took on the role of the alpha, so she's the one that growls them down. Sure. Or, you know, acts like she's tough or whatever. But she's also, at the same time, you know, imagine Richard Lewis being the alpha in a, in a room. You know, the comedian Richard Lewis? Yeah, from like, yeah okay. I know Richard Lewis. Imagine that guy. that <laughs> Larry, Larry's friend on... Uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Curb Your yes. Enthusiasm, but also the co-star with Jamie Lee Curtis of... Oh, what was the name of that show? Oh, it was such a good show. I forgot about that. Yeah. What was that uh, called? This Life is Mine. Was that uh, it? My no, Life with uh, You. Your Life is no, Here with Me. Uh, 
What? Uh, don't eat that yogurt. We're what was off. it called? Anything but love. That's right. Don't eat that yogurt. Now you guys are gonna have to try to spell yogurt. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Anything but love. Yeah, yeah, it was such a great show, Richard Lewis. It was James good. Lewis. I really like Richard Lewis. I loved it when he'd go on Letterman back in the old days, and he would yeah. come on all the time on late night with David Letterman back in the like the NBC days, and just crack me up. Anyway, but he's he also gets, just uh, a little nervous he, guy. He aged super well though. No, like, he looks like a reed. Yeah, he looks like a reed. Anyway, but he's like super flimsy now. But but always his whole life has just been ah, nervous. I got the disease. I, I'm I'm uh, hypochondriac. Oh no, don't touch me with yeah. your dirty fingers. And very that. neurotic. Yes, very neurotic. Neurotic. There you go. And that's Rainer. That's Jim Rainer, the female dog. Gotcha. All times of the day, except she has to play this role of alpha, and it's just bonkers. It just doesn't work. <laughs> How do you have it both ways? That's really funny to like be neurotic but still try and maintain your alpha. I agree. It's not working at all. So. Uh, so she's doing a little bit of growling here. Bow before me if that's something you were planning yeah. on doing anyway. <laughs> if it's not a problem, could you please? If it's okay with you, then bow before me. Yeah. That's basically it. And so she's a wimp, and she'll pee if she meets a stranger, and she's just all the things she's she's weird at. But then she has to play alpha, so it's creating just a little bit of chaos. It's fine, you know. Boomer's about to ship off to next place. And it'll be fine, but right now it <laughs> just feels a little farm nuts. Upstate. <laughs> yeah, but the dog, but the the cat. I will say the cat so far just seems to be observing everything and just sort of chilling. He oh, doesn't. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. The cat is probably thinking, "Oh, dang it, another one." I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she see she fights with Rainer like tooth and nail, or he does, tooth and nail. She, she or he, I keep saying she. He totally gets along with Boomer, no problem. They're they're fine. They're pals. They'll play. That she does the little fake swipes at her nose. It doesn't without claws and stuff. And just a, they have kind of a fun little back and forth. Um, and so far with the puppy, no problem. She, cat seems to be fine with the puppy. But it, during all of the chaos of it, she'll just sit or he will sit up on top of the the perch thing and just stare down at them. Like, all right, which one of these dogs is gonna break first? Hey. <laughs> it's pretty great though so just pick off the weakest one <laughs> so come to animal planet also known as my house yeah and right uh, right and you said up. nick is out friday right he is out no he's already been he's been long moved out the dog just moves in so they're waiting for a desk remember this whole thing about the uh, desk shortages oh, and all that right right, right so right. he's actually yeah. he hasn't been home since february he's been gone since right before the pandemic um, gotcha but he's uh, his roommate is the one who'll be home working all day. He works from home, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but he can't get his freaking desk because desks are short. The desk shortage. They've been to IKEA. Why, is that, why does that keep him from? Uh, he just can't. Dog? He can't work there because of the the stuff he does. He needs a bunch of computer stuff, and he just needs he just needs his space. So it's been easier gotcha. to just keep okay. working I from. That makes sense. Okay. He keeps working from where I guess his parents' house, where it was before, and then commuting there, almost like it's his office. But as soon as that desk gets in. Everything goes over there, which means there'll be a body there during the day that can take the dog out to pee, poop, and whatever. can take the dog out. I see. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, it's, now it's coming together. It's all come together. Brian, I've gotten to the final few colors. I'm switching them around on the Rubik's Cube, and you've got, you know, it's making sense. <laughs> One or two last turns, and... Uh, well, admittedly, it's all a little nuts, right? Like, I'm in... I'm, it is. It's all a little crazy, yeah. and we're just trying to deal. So, anyway, bottom line, uh, there is no snake anymore. We found a home for the snake a year and a half ago, so... We don't have that, and we have no other bugs or birds or anything weird like that. We just got no the dogs and the cats. Small cat. critters. Yeah. yeah. And these are well, all if, like. If only lived closer, I have a desk I could, I'd totally give him. Oh. Happily give him this desk right over here. It's got a nice little 
little drawer that pulls out a keyboard drawer. Whoa, fancy. Uh, a, uh, a monitor uh, stand or a level, like a, an upper level. What do you call one of those? Jeez oh, Louise. Upper decker. <laughs> yeah, it's an upper decker, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, what is that called? That's where they have the monitors up on the little stilted. Uh... Yeah, it's like a monitor, not a hutch. Riser. Riser? Like raised, yeah, riser, sure. Riser, Paul Riser. What about what about me? No, what about love? What's that show called? Love, love. Mad about you. Mad about you. <laughs> I like what about what me. about anything but love? But don't eat that yogurt. Yeah, I like what about me. That'd be a funny one. What about me? That seems like there has to have been a sitcom called What About Me. Yeah, they called it Becker. But, I think it was called Becker. <laughs> they called it uh, the Chris Elliott thing. The uh, the the oh, what was that called? Yeah, the 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 man child. <sighs> He's so resurged for me for Schitt's Creek, but before this, that's all I used to think of is that show, and now I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, that and uh, and his stuff on David Letterman. Yeah, Letterman. I think he's good. You know, Groundhog Get Day a was life. a fun... Get a Life was oh, his... Oh, Get a uh, Life. Yeah. That's, yeah, um, that's right. He was great. He was great on uh, uh, Groundhog Day. A little small role, but good. He was oh, cam- right. the cameraman. Poor guy. He always... Uh... He, I mean, he, he must revel in the fact that he kind of always plays the, the a-hole. <laughs> I think on Shit's Creek, it's like it's the ultimate role for him because it feels it, it feels like it was written for him, made for him. No yeah. one else could play it like he plays it. That character of Roland is the most freaking Chris Elliott ass thing ever made. Yeah, and it's great. And he's he's the, he's the best. Oh yeah, Abby Elliott is super cute. Icor. Abby Elliott. On, uh, oh, SNL, a, right? A regular on SNL for a while. Are they the first father son or father son father daughter? <laughs> are they the first father daughter SNL uh, lineage? Because they because he was on for a while too. Um, yes, absolutely. They're yeah, the only ones. I can't think of any other uh, any other example of that. See, that's a big um, deal. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you had Randy Quaid was a member for a hot minute, and and I'm sure uh, Dennis Quaid was a host at one time, but that's a whole different animal. Yeah, definitely. As far as like uh, uh like cast being mates. a cast member, yeah, absolutely. And Ke- Chris Elliott was there. Was he there during the Ebersol days, or was that a? De- or am I thinking of this all wrong? Oh, I don't oh, know. You know what? Um, I forget if it was off off schedule for the. The, Randy Quaid, yeah, I think Randy Quaid was there during the. Yeah, Quaid was definitely Eversol, but I can't yeah, remember if. Yeah, if, uh, I don't think Chris Elliott was though. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah, I don't remember when he was there, but I remember he was being there. And then Abby Elliott, which doesn't this makes this part makes no sense. Chris Elliott, when he was young, when he was middle aged, and even now when he's like sixty something, is the same ugly dude he's always been. <laughs> Oh, he's an ugly dude. He's a super ugly dude. He's yeah, he's not, you know, he's 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 got bulgy eyes, a weird beard. He's freaky. If you didn't know who he was and you saw him in an alley, you'd get the hell out of there. Like he's just something I, that, weird. I think about that's him. why he, he you know, that's it, probably why he plays the character so well is because he he has the look to play it. And I bet he and I know you're not arguing with this, but I bet he's got the uh, is just the nicest guy in the world. Oh, right? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's yeah. the sweetest dude. But then uh, well actually see. no i think i think i know he is because the interview i heard once where he was very just sort of chill was just he just seemed really nice but his daughter's mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah she is abby's beautiful how did she come from his loins is what i'm saying <laughs> so uh ebersol uh his season so piscopo and eddie murphy mm-hmm. were stuck around for ebersol ebersol's first season they added uh christine ebersol no relation really <laughs> yeah Mary Gross. 
How do you Brian find Doyle. another? How do you find another? <laughs> how do you find another Ebersol? Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, at least no direct relation that I can find. I think they were they were yeah the different different spelling. Uh, Christine Ebersol had an e at the end, and Dick Ebersol didn't. Wow. Mary yeah. Gross, Brian Doyle Murray. So there's your your first uh, uh, siblings. Oh, there you go, siblings, right? Okay, Brian Doyle. Uh, and, uh, then you had uh, Robin Duke, Tim Kazarinski, Tony Rosado, and of course everybody's favorite, Gary Kroger, <laughs> Brad Hall, and Julie Louise Dreyfus, who uh, who later got married. Uh, James Belushi. Oh, another. There you go. Another. Oh, sibling. another siblings, right? Okay. Yep. Was that the that was the um, uh, Elaine was on that uh, season right with Brad Hall and all those guys? Or That's what I'm saying. Julie's drive. Oh, you yeah, said her name. Damn it! Uh-huh. She played a red on airlight. <laughs> red on airlight. See, we, we got need, one. We need a uh, we need like a, a sounder for red on airlight. Well, I can tell you, you can't see it, but every time this happens, I put up uh-huh. uh, there's a there's an image that I put up that is an, a picture of a red on airlight every time this happens. So you never see that. <laughs> no, I never see that. Yeah. I'm seeing Louise. Is it Julie Louis Dreyfus? It is, isn't it? It's uh, Julie uh, Louis Dreyfus, right? Louis? Julie Louis Dreyfus, yes. It's a weird Maybe name. you don't pronounce the S either. It's maybe it's Julie Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> There's no S's in her name. It's really spelled Ju- <laughs> it's really spelled Julius, but they say Julius. So. <laughs> right. It's Julius Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> no, Julius Louise Dreyf- Dreyfus. Because you got to drop it on the end. <laughs> okay, so we're hey, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Yeah. Anyway, well, so okay, so I'm thinking way ahead to like maybe he was part of the uh, the Dennis Quaid or Randy Quaid time. The the weird uh, uh, who else? Because then you had like Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. for yeah. A is hot it, minute. Is that the era he was in? I want to say that that was the era. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Man, this Chris Elliott. I home. read the book. I read this. Ding, big big ass live from new york book that's sitting on the shelf behind me but um i really want to read that actually never did it's great god and it's it's i love the way it's it's done um as a as just basically anecdotes from everybody who worked on the show right, right, right um right. as opposed to like a you it's, know just it's a narrative just, it's not just a tell-all like I mean, there's a lot of juicy stuff in there, but it's not like it's just, you won't believe what the day Chevy Chase put his wiener up on the right. mirror and everyone laughed. Or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Okay. So season 20, look yeah. at, listen to this cast. Ready? Yeah. Season 20, the final season for Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Jay Moore, Michael McKean, Ellen Cleghorn, and Al Franken. That was their last season, all those guys. Their last season. Uh, Janine Garofalo was a member of the cast, as was Chris Elliott, Morwena Banks, and Laura Keitlinger. Okay. They all um, left the show at the end of oh, that the season. Oh, the only season for them, they all left the show at the end of the season as well. Okay, so Elliott was only there once. One season. Chris I mean. Elliott was only there for one season, as was Janine Garofalo, Laura Keitlinger. Okay. I like Laura Keitlinger. She, you know, I think she was on, um, I want to say she was on The Daily Show as a correspondent for a while. I might be wrong. Was it Keitlinger uh, or Nightlinger? Kitlinger. Oh, there's no N. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's cool. Let's see. And then you also had um, uh, Norm Macdonald, who got his his promotion to um, featured player. Oh yeah, there he is. Uh, regular, Richard regular. Says. I mean, he was man uh, the weekend. Uh, uh, yeah, weekend update. Uh, uh, Norm, Norm. Uh, uh, that's my Norm Macdonald. Mark, Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall. Molly Shannon. 
Oh, I didn't realize he was from Kids in the Hall. I should have known that. That's weird. And then yeah. uh, Al Franken, he'd leave this and then start to go uh, politicking. That's what he'd do. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. He wow. Did. I think I kind of want to see. I think I think the SNL app <clears throat> lets you go and watch a, a season, and it kind of would be cool to see some season twenty full episodes. You know, you get the highlight ones. It's like, oh, here's here's that funny episode with uh, uh, Chris Farley and David Spade doing their gap. You know, with Adam Sandler doing their gap ladies. Yeah. But you kind of like, how well does the whole show hold up in in the twentieth um, season? The woman, I'm starving. Give me those fries. I'm starving. Or <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the highlighting right. stuff. It would be more fun to see it, even all, warts and all, like a whole episode. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Musical guests. Because I seem that. to remember that there was never a time that the last half hour of uh, SNL wasn't wasn't throwaway garbage. <laughs> I don't think it exists. I don't think it <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun side note. Oh, apparently Luke Sidewalker says Anthony Michael Hall was shit drunk in a pool last week yelling at people. I heard about this. Uh, oh. Apparently he's going through some stuff. You can't date Edward Scissorhands. I forbid it. I forbid it. And also, I'm the nerd and I was put in the locker for two days or whatever. <laughs> it was a flare gun. It was a flare <laughs> gun. And I was, I was the first Rusty. I was Rusty number one. That's right. I was I was rusty before any of you people. <laughs> I was rusty Big before theory. I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody called me. I don't remember that guy's name. Papa Giorgio. That's what I was gonna say. All right. I I could talk to dead people. <laughs> dead zone. <laughs> nice. That? Nice pull. That was good. Thanks. I couldn't think of anything else. There's nothing else, right? That's it. Maybe that's why he's swearing in a hot tub uh, drunk. Maybe he's just. I made a lady <laughs> using a computer and a. Oh yeah! Chuck strap on my head. Yeah, me and my friend. He didn't do anything else the after that. Not hold the smoke. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, we love you, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, apparently he's having a tough one though. Having a tough time. It's fine. Yeah, we'll work it out. All right, I got this email from Jenny. Yes, yes. Jenny's Jenny telling in. us to stop. No, no. She's saying quit talking about this and move on. Jenny says this, uh, and the, the, we have that story about COVID brawlessness, people taking off their bras during COVID. Yes, yes. And I asked, you know, I said, hey, ladies, let's, uh, you know, get in here and tell us what you think or whatever. And so we got uh, the answer we were looking for. Uh, good morning. This is a conversation I had early on in COVID with my girlfriends. The smaller chested women love the brawlessness uh, and were working from home happily without bras and in yoga pants. All right. Mm -hmm. The bigger, uh, sorry. The bigger-breasted women advise that this is less of an option for them due to sweat issues. Mm. Sweat issues. Yeah, I don't want to think too much about that. No, that's an issue I don't want to think about. <laughs> it is an issue. <laughs> yep. Also, it had, let's see, if they had husbands who work from home as well, uh, that goes into the question as, uh, as some equation. of... Equation. Uh, what did I say? Question? Duh. You said the question. Was uh, into the equation. As... Yeah, Brian read what was actually on the page, is what he did. <laughs> um, let's see. As some of them, or as come of us, you mean some, some of, of us, us, some of us have, uh, <laughs> have dudes who will try and take advantage of the brawless state during the day when we have stuff to do. Love the show, though. <laughs> well, that's good to know. You know? So some dudes feel like, well, she's not wearing a bra. That means it's uh, yep. one less hindrance. Yep. It's my time. It's my time, they say. Because men are, men are gross. Down here, it's my time. Up there, it's their time. <laughs> uh, but it's good insight. I appreciate uh, 
having a broader understanding now of the lady. A broader understanding. Oh, broad. I didn't even mean to. Broader. Well done. Broader understanding. Uh-huh. That That's title, good. someone's going to try to spell that and put it in the title. Good job. All right, one more. Uh, speaking of that Berlanti stuff for uh, the WB or CW uh, superhero business and all that. Hey, Bubsy and Spyro, says this uh, writer. Mm, okay, Spyro all right. Spyro is... Bubsy, forgot about that game. Wow. Bub- Bubsy's, Bubsy does not hold up. Spyro kind of does. Bubsy, not so much. I'm not, not, not this is a commentary on you being Bubsy, but the, if you're looking no, no, at no, just the games... I know what you're talking about, yeah. Bubsy's not as... Doesn't, doesn't oh, hold no. Water. I mean, you think of Spyro the Dragon... You can you can remember Spyro the Dragon. It takes a minute to try and remember what Bubsy was. Yeah, was a cat. Bubsy was a cat, right? And he was kind of so. he was kind of kind of salty, a little bit of snark, yeah. you know. I think was yeah, his deal. I think that's right. Anyway, and plus Spyro's got a remaster edition that's actually freaking fantastic. It's very good. Hmm. Yeah, okay. look looks amazing. I have it, but I haven't played it. But it looks really good. Anyway. So just wanted to chime in uh, for a moment from last Wednesday where Brian was recommending Doom Patrol. Great show, by the way, they say. He mm-hmm. mentioned that he wasn't sure if it was connected to the Greg Berlanti uh, set of shows, particularly the CW ones that have a different tone. It to- turns out they totally are. I just recently watched Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover uh, special with the CW shows. And the last episode, Legends of Tomorrow Season 5 Episode 1, surprised me with a cameo from not only the Doom Patrol, but also Swamp Thing and the Titans at around the 37.10 mark, or 37 minute, 10 second mark in the show. I doubt they'll ever share any screen time, but it's cool to know they're running around in the same universe. Yours interdimensionally. (laughs) Bombardier sent that in. Bombardier. Um, You know, I'd forgotten about that. When he described that, I kind of remembered it was like this. You were seeing different universes fly by Mm -hmm. as somebody as one of maybe flash was going through time as the new time master or something like that and boy it's it's uh it's vague (laughs) it's not it's not super clear in my head but i seem to remember like seeing oh that must be titans or that must be uh, doom patrol um yeah still haven't finished season two of doom patrol i'm still loving it though but man uh last night i watched an episode which featured a scene um, where a a half gorilla girl was about to stab a brick with a knife while the mansion was filled with ghosts having sex. Whoa. And it all made perfect sense. It did? <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. You've got to watch Doom Patrol, man. It's I, so I really need to. So bizarre. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. I just finished the second episode. I haven't watched the third yet, but that uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country on HBO. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how is it? It's really good. It's like, it's weirdly good. I don't even know how to describe it, though. It's like, in some ways, it reminds me of like an old 90s, like, Crypt Keeper kind of thing. And at the same time, it's super satire Like anthology or something? I don't know. I know. It's like, I don't know. It's it, It's like very pulpy. Like, you could almost see the cover of the book this is based on. Like, it's one of those 60s. Hmm. Someone okay. in distress yeah, yeah, going, yeah. Ah! right? Well, like a big creature's getting him. So it's kind of uh-huh. got that. It's got a lot of uh, like racial commentary in it. It's all set in the four thirties, forties, something like that. It's interesting. I I think I like it. I think I like it. You'll have cool. to. You, you'll probably binge it when it's done. And see what I will. Think. It's it's um it's one that is low on the list only because I'm waiting for 
most, if not all, the episodes to uh, to come out. Yeah, it seems pretty neat. Uh, it's very Lovecraftian. Lots of tentacle faces and weird vampires okay. and you know shit like that going on. Oh, cool. and, and the second episode featured. She may be in more of them. I don't know, but it featured uh, one of one of the uh, the brides of Immortan Joe. <laughs> one, one of the wives. Which one was it? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. No, it's the weird gaunt blonde one that says, "You're a schlinger." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And she's very different in this, but uh, yeah, it's very cool. I like nice. it. Is it the fifties? I thought it was the thirties. I thought it was after World War One, not two. You guys have that wrong. It's after World War One. I. I think it's the forties. It's before World War Two, in the setting, right? Are we sure? Because when he's when he's fighting in the war, that's World War One fighting he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. Freaking, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. I don't know anything. Can you name, can you name the five uh, the five wives of Morton Joe? Uh, ooh. I mean, I can tell you by appearance. I don't think I can tell you names. I never pay uh, attention yeah, to their names. I forgot about the names until I watched recently, but because uh, you remember the dag. Yeah, the dad. That she is the dag. I think. Right? The dag is is that the one? She's the dag. Okay. She's the higher. She's the early stages of pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, Ankarad, who's uh, Immortan's favorite and pregnant with his son. Yeah, that's the one that dies, falls, yep. and had a baby brother, and he was perfect in every way. That whole thing. That's right. Exactly. Uh, Toast the knowing. She's she's <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, right? Or is she the she right. might be the redhead who falls in love with Nux. I may have those. Uh, Cheeto the fragile. I know. <laughs> they don't say them. They don't say them very often in the thing, and so if you don't, they don't catch it, no. you, you miss it. Um, and uh, and capable, capable, <laughs> capable. Yeah, capable. It, I'm confused. I get confused between Zoe Kravitz and the redhead, but I toast the knowing is is Kravitz. Okay. Is Zoe Kravitz. All right, so and, capable uh, must be the redhead then, right? Yeah, okay. capable is the redhead that falls in love with with Nux. Yes. Gotcha. And witnesses. Riley. Him. Riley. Oh, Riley Keough. The Singer? No. No. The eldest grandchild of Elvis Presley. Really? Yes. The, wait. Is in Matt? That's one of the ladies? The redhead, Riley Keough. No is way. The oldest grandchild. She is the daughter of Danny Keough and Lisa Marie Presley. That's great. And she plays Capable in uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Capable Presley. That's Capable the, Presley. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. That's that awesome. That is awesome. Look at that. An Elvis Presley connection in. Uh, MMFR. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, also, Jeannie mentions there's a huge difference between the 30s, 40s, and 50s, unless it's a very d- badly done show. Well, the show does play with time time stuff, so it's uh-huh. it just feels like a... Let's just put it this way. It's set in a very racist time. Let's put it that way. Mm, sure, sure. And that so, I gathered from the from the previews. Yeah. Very good, though. The actors are great. I, I really dig it. Uh, okay. That's it. Let's do the news. Okay. Which starts with this. You need to read this, sir. You need to read it now. Time for the news brought to you by. All of those tangents brought to you by Current Geek Chronicles. Episode 2 hit the feed this week. Find out why pro wrestling fans are who they are and why the rest of us are missing out. Get it where you get your podcasts and currentgeek.com. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, for sure. Here's the thing. Uh, we have pro wrestlers on the episode. We interview some yeah. actual wrestlers, some wrestling experts. You'll hear a few uh, 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 
recognizable voices. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Justin Robert Young in particular. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a spoiler, but he's on there. I recognize. I read. There's another voice in there. I recognize. Yeah, yes. yeah. And uh, it was good. Do we you really go into it. the difference between wrestling and wrestling? No, and sadly, we never got to the difference between wrestling. But oh. one day, my season two, Brian. I don't know. Season two, wrestling. Yeah, hold on to your butts. Season what, two. What uh, what Patreon level do I have to be to uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to get that? To one. get wrestling, we'll do it as bonus content. How about that? We'll hook you up. We got Perfect. you covered. Perfect. Let's make that happen. Uh, all right. Here's the story of the day. The big first story. There was a man arrested for going through a Taco Bell drive-through naked. Mm-hmm. Naked. He went through. Naked. Sure. Yeah. You know. Well, I didn't realize I made it in the news. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, cameras everywhere. <laughs> you can't avoid it these days. Yes. Anyway, he says his clothes were in the washer, and that's why he did it. Oklahoma City Police Department responded to a Taco Bell uh, somewhere in town. I'm not going to read the street. Saturday night, just before 9 p.m., in reference to a call about a man going through the drive-thru, buck naked. According to the police reports, Christopher Sale, age 61, ugh, uh, was in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, there are some yeah, there are right. some incredibly attractive 61-year-old male people in the world. I doubt this dude's one of them, is all I'm I saying. I think that this guy does not look like uh, <laughs> like Kevin Costner or... Uh, yeah. Who's another? You know what? Who's a good one is? Oh, I can't think of his name. He does Batman voice whenever Kevin Conroy doesn't. He was in uh, the the rebooted Star Trek as Pike. Um, he's in. Not Anson Mount. No, 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 no. The older guy. He you know him. It's the second you'd see him, you'd know him. He's an iRobot. Oh yes, right. He was. Uh, he was also in. Um, in the Star Trek movies. Yeah, red, red on airlight. The Star Trek movies. <laughs> Star Trek movies. I'm sorry. I thought you said for whatever reason I was thinking you were talking about. Uh, no, it's okay. I just feel like I got some. I got some. I got put even. The logo, put the logo up. Bruce Greenwood. That's it. Bruce Greenwood. Yes. That's the guy. So when you see him yes. in, what's it called? The it's see- funny. I heard you. I absolutely 100 heard you say Star Trek. I was. I will say I was filling up my coffee at the time. <laughs> but I. It's, right. it's fine. I heard you say Star Trek, and it was in my head, and like, oh, the Star Trek movies. Yeah. But he came out like, oh, he was also in the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah he was he also was. in the Star Trek movies. Anyway, so <sighs> Bruce Greenwood was in that that Stephen <laughs> King adaptation on Netflix that I really liked about the lady strapped to her bed and he dies of a heart attack. And it's called, not oh, Misery. Gerald's Game. Or, Gerald's uh, Game, that's it. Gerald's Game. He played yeah. Gerald and he's he's like 62 or 4 or something like that. That mm-hmm. dude. Still looks great. He is ripped. He looked fantastic. Yeah. He was down to like his little uh, skivvy undies, and he looked fantastic. <laughs> I almost became, you know, gay that day. <laughs> Scott's heart grew a three, three sizes larger that day. Yep, which is never good. Never yeah. good. Uh, anyway, he's he's awesome. I don't know why I'm bringing him up. Cool. Oh, because this I don't is know. well, because he could go through he could go through a Taco Bell <laughs> drive through at 61 naked and say, "Wow, that your your burrito supreme it doesn't look like a uh, a, a potato griller." <laughs> <laughs> people people who are familiar with the Taco Bell menu, what what those things look like? Yep. Yeah, just take seven ingredients, mix it up, and you're probably close. That's right. Exactly. Oh, that doesn't look like a cinnamon crispa. No, are they called crispas. Well, they used to be. They don't have those anymore. That when I was when I was working Taco Bell, we had the cinnamon crispas. Which, here's what you did: you took uh, you took one of the big burrito tortillas. Yeah. You cut it into six wedges. Yeah. You threw those in the fryer, and then once they came out of the fryer, you dusted them with uh, cinnamon sugar and you put them in a bag, and they were cinnamon crispas. Oh, 
Right. So and now they have cinnamon twists, which are basically deep fried goo out of a cocking gun yeah. dusted with cinnamon sugar. Yeah, that's gross. Here's the here's here's the thing with that though. That was always their answer to French fries, wasn't it? It was their little pack in that you would put in with like a meal. I right? guess so, right? I mean, until they started doing the nachos with nacho cheese, that kind of became their new oh, side. Yeah. Or, or the yeah. pintos and cheese was kind of their side. This was more like a desserty kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of. I just remember if you bought like a, they, they would have meal combos and it would come with a little bag of those, mm-hmm. and they were. They were tasty. Mm-hmm. I thought they were always right. It was like it was like the bag of um, of uh, McDonald Land animal cookies that you'd get in a Happy Meal. Oh, I still love those. Before <laughs> the four little four little animal cookies, one of them shaped like a broken Mayor McCheese. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that it was shaped. It was meant to be shaped like a broken Mayor McCheese. <laughs> it was right. It wasn't a broken Mayor McCheese cookie. It right. was meant to look like a broken, like like the mayor's broken. Look, politics ravaged that guy. Really <laughs> tore him up. That's right. Exactly. There's yeah. a reason he stopped at local politics and didn't move on to like a, <laughs> a bigger deal. You know, Mayor McCheese took it in the oh, took in the shorts. Poor Mayor McCheese. Uh, anyway, so according to this report, this dude sitting in his car naked. Uh, yeah. He paid oh, yeah. for his order at the restaurant, and then reportedly asked the employee for an additional taco. Seems. Oh, don't I didn't bring my wallet. <laughs> Can I have one more taco? <laughs> one of the employees was not comfortable with this, and another employee gave the uh, gave him the additional taco when they asked for more sauce. Still not leaving the drive-through. Seems like the guy maybe wanted to get looked at. Is what I'm. I thinking. think so. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, they still haven't said anything. How about how about more sauce? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. How about another napkin? And then uh, when that was not enough. Straw? And this yeah. what, here's what happened after that. He's they gave him the sauce. And then he said, oh, can I get some other napkins? <laughs> so he just kept naming stuff. And then he came back and asked for more sauce for his food after that even. So he came around again. This is just a guy that wants you looking at his doodle. This is what yeah, this is. exactly. Exactly. Man, what a... Who, what? what? I, I've got a question for the world. Here we go. Here's sure, my big question. Sure. The answer is no. It doesn't do it for anybody. But go ahead. Now the question. Well... That's a, that is a not the question, but a good one nonetheless, because I also would like to know that. Yeah. There's no one on this planet that wants that happening to them any time of the day. Nobody wants no, a naked no. guy in a car to drive up and go, hey, get me some sauce and show and look at my wiener. Nobody. Right. Nobody. No, nobody's saying, oh, you know, I'm about to go on break. Yeah. There's a poorly cleaned restroom around the back uh, <laughs> if you want to meet me there. <laughs> I know it's poorly clean because it's my job, and I've been doing a terrible job at it. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so that's question number one. I think we know the answer. But the bigger question for me is, who is 61 and who is doing this? What is your day like that you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Naked Taco <laughs> Bell run. He's got the date is circled on his calendar, and yeah. he's basically like, four more days. Yeah, like what? what is it that drives a person to do that? I don't understand it. Like I just can't imagine a scenario where I'm like, that's – that's the thing I'm going to want to do Listen, today. Everybody's got their kink. I guess. And and I don't know. The problem with this particular one is it affects other people. So go home. It affects home, other people. Right. Exactly. Go home and put your wiener somewhere private. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Should ask Wendy my, about it. This is a great Wendy question. My kink is that I, I just can't get into bed unless I'm dressed like an Avenger. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, what, what's uh, that about? That's know. so weird with you. I mean, yeah, as well. That's why the. Oh, I, I guess I did put the, uh, the the hammer back up there. Which. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't touch the handle, you guys. Don't touch the handle. Don't touch the. <laughs> don't go near Mueller's handle. 
That's right. Uh, anyway, he got arrested, so he's yeah. he's in trouble. Uh, he claims he didn't know it was against the law to drive naked. So mm-hmm. whatever. Mm. Yeah, well, it shouldn't just also. Be- uh, <laughs> you got to watch out with the hot food because uh, if you try and eat a taco yeah. in the car while you're naked, yep. there is hot ground beef that is going to land in your in your crotch. Yeah, yeah. You Those know. things are unstable. Yeah. The first bite always breaks the the taco down the spine and uh yeah the first bite is the hottest they always say that's why soft tacos are better that's right soft tacos for Science. a soft 61 year old <laughs> soft or hard shell yeah uh, soft <laughs> don't give me none of them dorito shells that's no good <laughs> that's right. all right um moving on to this story loretta lynn in the news Oh, Loretta Lynn, she's a coal miner's daughter, I hear. Yeah, she, uh, quote unquote, uh, well, she says she's a cougar. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't mean the car. Uh, and she married Kid Rock, but only in, not on purpose, like not a real marriage. It's like a mock marriage <laughs> with Kid Rock. Who married Kid Rock on in, on purpose? Well, apparently, uh, what's her name did? Uh, who, who was married uh, to him? She was Pamela not- Anderson? Not Pat. Was it Pamela Anderson? No. Oh, a singer. She sings a... Uh, Cheryl Crow. Yes. Cheryl Crow and that. I don't know if they were married, but they were together for a long time. They were together for a while, yeah. And she did, he and her, I don't really care for Kid Rock, but I really like Cheryl Crow's music. There's a song they did together, a duet, that is mm-hmm. fantastic. I, we should play it on the show sometime. Um, we see, can't, we but we should. Name. We should. As a, <laughs> as a request, we should do it. Uh, there you go. He was married to Pamela Anderson for one year. Married okay. in 2006, divorced in 2007. Let's see. I'm going to find this. But uh, what? Let's see. But Cheryl Crow. Maybe they. Maybe I'm just putting them together because they did this song together. I don't actually know. Could be. Yeah. Here it is. Kid Rock's called Picture. If you've never heard this, it's it's a fantastic song. This song called Picture. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd recommend hearing that. Look at this picture. No, different song. Different song. Yeah, he he's look at this lithograph is what he says. <clears throat> Let's yeah. see. I'm gonna. I, I'll play. I'll play a tiny, tiny t- tone, tune, tone. Okay. All right. Here comes the. Here, here comes the YouTube email. Here we go. It's very soft. Hold on. I'm gonna skip ahead. Yeah. Whoops. He just. Oh, they, they cut out a word. I think oh, it was okay. well, that's good. Yeah, or something. It's oh, actually that? really that word. I oh, think so. Well, something like that. Word. I don't know why, but that's a gr- that's a very. It's actually a really nice song, you guys. Y'all should go hear it, and you'll be like, "Whoa, what Kid Rock?" I like uh, I like it a lot better than what he did to uh, Warren Zevon's uh, "Werewolves of London" and uh, um, "In Sweet Home Alabama." Uh, I don't think I've heard either. They- he, he he took both of those songs, mashed them up, and then put new lyrics over the mashup. Oh, I don't like that. No, I don't like when songs do that. Well, and you—if you say that, especially now, I feel vindicated because you—you're the cover master. I would—I belie- would believe you in that. Also, All summer long, yeah, not a fan, not a fan. <clears throat> I know there are people out there who like it, and I think it actually did really well on the charts and stuff. But no. <sighs> can't do no, it. No, it's I, as such a fan of Warren Zevon, I—I feel like Zevon would not have approved of that. No, were he live, would it be Zevoff? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Oh, man, I was hoping for a spit take. It almost happened. We almost got it. It almost happened. <laughs> anyway, these two got fake married, 
Uh, Loretta Lynn watched her son renew her uh, his wedding vows over the weekend, but it was the 88-year-old, she's 88, uh, who ended up uh, wearing a ring and a veil on that night. Uh, 88 and feeling great, she said in a hashtag on Facebook after showing photos of her quote-unquote marriage to singer Kid Rock. Things got crazy. After the vow renewal, she and Kid Rock pretended to get married in a playful ceremony. There's a space between Rock and pretended. Uh, dumb article. So, this it, it's kind of vague. So, uh, so Kid Rock was at Loretta Lynn's son's wedding vow renewal renewal thing, yeah. and then she joked with Kid Rock about renewing their vows too yeah is that the deal sort of so the preacher was there she says the preacher was there we had some fun with it sorry girls he's taken now is her little joke gotcha but they just did a little mock like hey what if chris rock and 88 year loretta uh, year old loretta lynn who by the way i thought had died a long time ago by the way i I feel i feel bad i didn't know she was still alive i like loretta Loretta lynn she has a great story to tell isn't she she's the coal miner's daughter right she's the coal miner's daughter they've already told they've already uh told her story that's true. They did. She, she doesn't have any more story to tell. That was Tommy Lee Jones. Coal, back coal then. miner's grandmother. Yeah. Not, as, not as engaging or compelling a story. Third, as, uh, third generation now got money. Coal miners. Coal miners descendant. middle-aged. Uh, yeah. Descendant. I like descendant. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that had Tommy Lee Jones in it. He was an abusive husband in that. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. And he was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody is now. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Final story. Okay. A woman, or a video rather, shows a woman chugging directly from a tap at a beer hall. Oh, <sighs> not this time of year, guys. Not now. Not now. Wheezing the juice. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it was it was fine when Brendan Fraser did it in Encino Man. Yeah. Not fine when this lady does no, it. No. We're all embarrassed. That, not in the age of the Rona. No. You don't want the Rony. Hold on, let me put this up here. We're going to watch this video. Rony. Rony. Y'all got the Rony? <laughs> All right, I'm going to play this uh, video here. Will it oh, this is... Okay, so we've got one of these um, One of these places actually looks just like this yeah. in uh, um, in Arvada called... What, what's ours called? I went there with uh, Barry Folk and family. Um, oh, it's like a... A tap it, uh, tap it Tavern. It is a serve-yourself tap house uh, okay you've got a wall of taps yeah and you've got a card and you tap your card on the screen and then it turns green and then you pour as much of the beer as you want that makes and, sense uh, okay and then at the very end you take that your little card back up to the front and you pay for everything you drink okay so it's a little like getting your own yogurt at a yogurt place or something kind of is yeah okay exactly. well here's the video Which, of her doing this i don't know how well these places can do in the these trying times all right see what this lady yeah. does Let's go. spouts that thing all right so she's in big trouble for doing that and she's even wearing a mask around her chin what are you even doing what are you doing well you know she's in a restaurant once you're once you're eating or drinking you can take the mask off but still i don't not, think i mean there's so there's uh you know that i'm certainly not defending this woman not no, at all not at all but you understand at least she's got a mask that she probably wore into the place but still yeah, it's that whole it's that whole crowd noise of go 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 go. That just it just gives me horrifying PTSD of being around those people. I hate that stuff too. <laughs> College, that, like go go, smarty. It's your birthday. That whole thing. I, I never want to hear that again ever. <laughs> I hate hearing that, it. Like in a is movie. that that song by uh, by seventy five cent? Go smarty. It's your birthday. <laughs> 
What he, he had some inflation. Is that what happened? He went up a quarter. That's right. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't shorty anymore. Or that yeah, chug 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 chant. I hate that. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, it yeah, just annoys me. That. It's just annoying. <laughs> Go, Smarty. It's your birthday. <laughs> what is it, Shorty? What is this? No. It is Shorty. Yeah. Okay, it's shorty. shorty. It's your birthday. All right. I hate when people. We're gonna do party that. like it's your birthday. Yeah. We're gonna drink Bacardi like it's, it's your, your birthday. birthday, and we don't give enough because it's your birthday. Well, they really like birthdays. They're at the. They do. Don't you remember Carol Baskin singing that in that cameo you sent me? Oh yeah, I forgot. And we don't give it because it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> her and her husband. That guy weirds oh, me. He gives me the living, the, well, the living one. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, the one that she didn't bury. The one that, she, one that she hasn't killed. <laughs> yeah, the one she didn't kill. She's All gonna right. be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Shut up! As if I needed another reason not, never to watch that show. Are you kidding? I am not kidding you. We have buried the lead. Hold on. <laughs> really? Dancing with the Stars 2020. Carol Baskin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Hache. <laughs> What? Yeah. What's Anne Hache doing? And I'll and I'll give you I'll say that there's maybe one other name in that list that you'll recognize. Okay, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna listen. I'm looking at the list now on E News. Okay, Jeff uh, Jesse McC- uh, Metcalf. I know who that is. Okay. Oh, then I'll give you two other names that you recognize. All right, Carol Baskin. Uh huh. Shishrell Strauss. No, I do. That is. Uh huh. Uh, is that? Where's the rest of the names? That's all I see. I see no more. Uh, why? 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 They're only showing three people here. That's weird. Really? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. It can't just be three, right? All right. Here's here. I'll give you this list. I'll put it in Discord. Go okay. go here. All right. I'll go here if if like it's my birthday. All right. Here we go. Go here like it's your birthday. Right. Oh, I take that. Okay. Maybe four other names that you that you recognize. I'm I'm being a little I'm being a little uh, abrupt. But okay. all right, Carol Baskin, you know. Okay. So we got And hate you know and um Ooh. Jesse Metcalf. Yes. You know. I know those. So let's see if we know any more of these. We got Monica Aldama. Mm-hmm. Cheer star and coach. Don't know her. Coach of a TV show called Cheer. No idea. Nothing about Cheers though. I read, not, not I, read, cheers, no. I read cheer and coach and all he's, I thought of was he's cheers actually and going coach. to a place where nobody knows her name yeah, that's true <laughs> that's true Caitlin Bristow don't know her bachelorette that's why uh-huh. Vernon Davis former former NFL tight end okay uh-huh. Anne Hayes know her Sky Johnson nope no idea uh, Justina Macachado we talked about her Je- uh, Jeannie Mal my Jeannie my she's a stylist You'd know, you'd know if you finally watched Holy Moly, which you need to watch, but we'll, we'll move on. Okay. You need to watch Holy Moly. All right. I need to do it's that. The greatest, it's the greatest show on network television right now. Pretty sure my sister Wendy also said that this week. She, yes. I think it was her that loves it. Anyway. Rob Riggle is an American treasure. I love him. He's a former uh, Marine, you know. He's, he, he is, and he, he looks the part. and, and uh, He would scare me in a small room. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. AJ McLean, he's a oh, this guy's a Backstreet Boys. I'd probably know that dude. That's I was gonna say that's one of the other names I'm pretty sure you know. Oh, Charles Oakley, I know him. NBA oh. power forward. Oakley played for the Bulls for a while and then got transferred. Okay. Oh, I should have guessed that when you knew, but you know the name before <coughs> that too. Nelly. Nelly, yeah. the rapper and singer Nelly in there. Nelly. He's, he's it's always hot in here. So take off all your clothes. We got Nev Schulman. Don't know him. Sure. Nev Schulman, sure. Christelle Strauss we talked about, and then Johnny Weir, Olympic finish, uh, figure skater. Johnny Weir is the the person that you only ever see with um, 
Oh, it's not. It's I want to say Lipnicki, but that her name her name sounds like Lipnicki, but it's not Lipnicki. But it's That's you always see the two of them together. Lipnicki. No, I'm Chera Lipinski. You oh. always see Johnny Weir and Chera Lipinski together. <laughs> not Jonathan Lipnicki. Not Lipnicki. No. You know the human head weighs seven pounds. <laughs> Oh, Lipinski, deep. Tara Lipinski. Deep cut, deep cut that kid. Yes, it is a deep cut. <laughs> nice nice job. All right, he's all yes. buff now and weird looking. All right, we're going to take a break. When we Johnny come back, Weir is? Oh, I don't think so. No, no, but... no, the Lipnicki kid. The... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's super weird looking. Uh, all right, we're going to come back. Wendy will be here. we got stuff to talk about. Before all that, a musical break from Brarderbrook. Yes. Uh, all right, so we've got um, a follow-up from his debut 70, seven-inch release that we uh, had last July. And I'm trying to remember if we played that. This is a guy from Melbourne who goes by the name X-Olympian. His Whoa. debut album, Afterlife, is going to be released in the middle of October, Friday the 16th, via Dot Dash Recordings and Remote Control Records. Um, it's uh, Liam McGorry, who's a songwriter and musician, for uh, ex-Olympian, as well as Sasquatch and Dorsal Fins. Um, he's actually named after the neon sign that adorns Borson's Corner in Melbourne's Ligon Street, ex-Olympian. That's where we get the name of, uh, of this, this project. Afterlife is the name of the new album that's coming out. Here is the first song from it. Uh, it is called Penny in the Well, featuring Sam Lawrence.
talk about Pitney Bowes, our good pals at Pitney Bowes. Been with us for a long time. Really like these guys with Pitney Bowes and SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. You can simply print your postage stamps and shipping labels even when you're working remotely. There's a lot of that going on right now. For as low as $4.99 a month, you'll have access to discounts up to 40%. That's off of USPS Priority Mail and now up to 62% off UPS daily rates. Plus, for being a Morning Stream listener, you receive a 30-day free trial to get started and a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you're never going to overpay. Print shipping labels and stamps whenever you need. And saving that money, I mean, holy holy heck, 62% off UPS second-day air services. That's just, that's, that's amazing. Schedule package pickups, track shipments from departure to arrival, and save five cents on every first-class letter and up to 40% off USPS priority mail. Again, starting at $4.99 a month, that's $4.99 a month. You can calculate that exact postage online, get access to the mobile app to ship and track packages on the go, print right from your PC, and avoid the post office. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access this special offer for the free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience your savings in your shipping costs with a free trial of Simpro online from Pitney Bowes. What about the Vortex? Can you close it? Keep them out. We don't know how. Air the dog that bit me. The Morning Stream. It's like this show that you're listening to right now, but better. Why aren't we listening to that one? All right. What's that? What are we even doing? Let's go listen to that show. Yeah, that's uh, once again, that's X Olympian. The new album is called Afterlife, comes out in the middle of October. You pre order it now or put it on your Spotify playlist now and listen to Penny in the Well, which you just heard. Nice little 70s. I love these. I've been into these 70s throwback indie bands lately and just totally digging them. Yeah, we've had a couple of them on the show. They, they're great. Really like huh? it. That, the one yesterday, in fact, was yeah, super duper that way. Zero seven. Yeah, it was great. Twas very good. All right. Well, All right. we've come to that Little part key. of the show where there's just no avoiding it. we got to get Wendy in here. All right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's can't get, back. Can't get around it any longer, Scott. Nope. This is our time. This is our place. We will... <laughs> Pick up the phone abruptly right. and join us here for some discussion. It's ringing. Nothing yet. Hey, you're home. You're back. You're back home. Back home. How's Whirlwind that? trip. Yeah. How's that feel? That's a, it's a weird feeling here because even though you've been in Sweden for a long time and now Minnesota for a bit, uh, because we talk every Thursday, it feels like you never really go anyway. Like you're always sort of just around the corner. So then seeing you was like, oh, yeah, right. She doesn't live here. So this is weird. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. She's from Minnesota. We should make this count. Okay, great. It's great to see Wendy. And then you leave and everyone's sad and we're all, oh, I wish, wish we had more time, blah, blah, blah. And then here you are on the phone again as if you never left. <laughs> it's like you're a different person. It's like there's two there's two Wendy's. There's the one I talk right. to on Thursdays and the one I see a couple of years or a couple of times a year. It's weird. It's weird. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm multiples. I contain multitudes. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> Whoa. Oh, well, dude, just... deep, right? Um, yeah. No, it's uh, it's good to be back. Um, the flight was very pleasant and uneventful. 
And uh, I just really hope we always fly with an empty seat in the middle. It is so nice. Oh, I know, right? This is one thing I hope sticks around. I hate crowded planes. I hate them. Like in the oh, best of times. Oh, so nice. Yeah. And then everyone has to let each other out. And it's just, it's as if, I mean, it's like being in Sweden to be tr- truthful. There's just like a level of social distancing that already exists and, and waiting and stuff that yeah. it's just, that's what we're being forced to do. And it's just a pleasant way to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so I, some people I've always thought that but... when I'm on a Swedish airline, SAS is their, their airline. You just feel like you're in a really nice conference. Like the back, like it. back in the day, like in the fifties when they would fly. The, Except the smoke. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> but they had like luxury seats everywhere and everybody's eating and drinking and they all have suits on and hats. And it was like a big deal back in the day. But yeah, yeah. it's just nice to be like, everyone's gonna, no one's gonna cut up in front and because that, yeah, like there's just some decorum that was in, you know, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was great. That's great. So yeah. I felt like that was good. And, and I don't usually feel like I'm doing well on a flight, but weirdly in a pandemic, it's like the most comfortable I've ever flown. Wow. That is weird. How was your, and you your, get through security in 30 seconds. So that's another thing. Well, yeah, yeah. there's, nice. there are advantages to flying during covid <laughs> there really are it's the place is empty it's bizarre that is super it's weird so did you uh do you have a good time while you're out here everything work out yeah it yeah. was really fun yeah. really really fun spend a bunch of time with our mother and you know yes. a couple of dinners and everybody hanging out and trying not to give each other covid19 and so, i'm uh, sure we did I hope so not. in two weeks i'm going to call all of you and say it wasn't me if anything <laughs> happens it wasn't me <laughs> You gave COVID to me in the shower. It wasn't me. It reminds me of that song. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's great. Well, I'm glad you're back. And um, we were chatting via text back and forth a little bit about what we should talk about today. And rather than an email or something else, uh, you mentioned this idea of people doubling down even when new information comes out. And it's so funny you brought mm-hmm. that up because yesterday Tom was on here and we were talking about deep fake technology and video manipulation that's sort of hitting a, a whole new level these days yeah. and um, talking about ways and standards for recognizing just like with Photoshop or any other altered media from the past. You know, I mean, in World War II, people would Photoshop certain people out of photos and or not Photoshop them, but, you know, actual good old fashioned like uh, cut, ex- and cut and paste and, and, paste and, uh, and yeah. make it look real yeah. sort of stuff so that Hitler was standing next to someone else or whatever. So it's not like any of this stuff is new, but as the technology advances, we get more and more advanced in terms of how we do it, and it's more and more believable. But Tom had a really good point about this. Um, you know, the whole point was like Microsoft and some of these other companies are going going hard on trying to find ways to educate people about it, to create standards in the technology itself, like metadata that would say, uh, this image you're looking at or this this video you're looking at has been manipulated. It has been changed. This is not a verified thing. But if I made a video, I would be able to say, this is what I made. If anyone alters it, people would know it had been altered. Like there's some cool initiatives and things going on. Um, and that's great and everything. But his point was, and I think he's right. And I kind of, I don't know if I'm depressed about it or I'm happy I understand it. But he said, if you already are locked in on whatever it is you believe or think. And this, you get a video that's heavily edited and or deep faked. You're going to look at it, and if it all, if it continues to confirm your set of beliefs, mm-hmm. your narrative, then you could be told immediately or 100 times over that it was fake, and it's not going to matter. You may even accept right. that it's fake, but it's not going to matter to you because it supports this thing you already believe, 
And on some level, that gives it more legitimacy, even if it's roundly fake, right? So his thinking was that none of none of this, none of the knowledge of whether it's fake or not is going to sway people from their positions. Um, because we tend... Every people. Right. But definitely those who... I, I, yes, yeah. Some people, I mean, I have to think that there are going to be some people who see it and go... You know what? I'm tired of being yanked around. This is like the twelfth video I've seen that turns out somebody's just trying to fool with me. I'm what's going on? I mean, maybe you have some turning points. I don't want to blanket sure. everybody. Well, or just that there's maybe uh, degrees of cementedness, right? Like right. that you're just a little more. I mean, take a child, right? Yeah. They're they're still swayable, right? Oh, like they're oh, yeah. still learning and openness and whatever. Uh, and then. You can also have a child that's not very open, right? So I, I think it, it varies, but he's he's referring to a general, like when people already are got their feet planted, there's not going to be a lot that changes. Right, right. And, and, and so I tried to look at it from this point of view of like, well, back in the day when War of the Worlds was on the radio and a bunch of people thought it was real and they all went and hit in their bunkers or lost their minds and, you know, whatever they did. Yeah. Uh, that is an example of, okay, a, a, some media has fooled me, but it was one big case. It was like this one moment, and it was then widely reported and then historically documented and studied, and it's it, it had a, a, a sort of like one-off quality to it. Today, if I just spent, I don't know, an hour on something like Facebook, I could be potentially subjected to hundreds of things yeah yeah so there's like this there's a volume thing today that's different and this is true in a lot of things there's a volume of media there's a volume of you know i I can choose from 12 different streaming platforms now it used to be netflix was the only one and before that we were like oh so many cable channels back in my day it was three channels and we liked it you know like there it's always more so there's always this volume thing and it feels like today the volume of voices the volume of media the volume of anything that's coming at your face at any given time it's impossible to just get hung up on one and say, oh my gosh, can you believe this one thing? Because you're immediately distracted by the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. So this, that's inter- to me, that's a weird, fascinating difference between who we are now and who we would have been in you know, a, a different century or whatever. Mm. But it still holds that new information doesn't seem to alter. And, and even if it's new uh words not quality new reliable information like verifiable information still doesn't sway somebody if you if you are a flat earther if i found a new way for him to measure the the earth with his phone because he has it in his pocket and there's a new way to do that there's not but just as an example let's say we figured oh there's this new app that lets you see the circumference from your phone or something it won't matter he will still say Ah, that's just what they want you to believe. It's been right? faked. It's been yeah, faked. Right. That's fake. That's just them trying to satiate you so that you eventually find out the hard way that this is a flat earth or whatever. Like, if they're locked in, they're locked in. So why is that? What is the psychology behind that? And how can we even look at our own junk and say, all right, well, I have this I th- verifiable story I- in my head and I can't change it unless, you know, like what you Okay, I mean, let's say how many years ago someone was, um, worked in a factory and did the thing, came home. 
<laughs> you know push I mean? the button that operated the, the conveyor the, belt. The belt, yeah. put a couple widgets together and then went uh-huh. home. Yeah. Um, I would I would wonder if we could go back in time and, and just interview this person and ask them what they felt like they were an expert at. They might say, well, doing my widget and that might be it. And yeah. maybe I enjoy reading um, about this or that, right? I'm not sure the illusion of expertise or I know a bunch of things maybe because the the lack of access to, to information or, you know, think about what you have at your fingertips. I mean, sometimes I think I'm an economist. I'm not. I just really like that stuff. And so yeah. I read it and then I go, oh, I have a thought. And so now I'm a, I'm a researching economist. Yeah. <laughs> or... I have a, a PhD from Facebook University on immunology, so ask me anything. And and I really do think there is this a shift in what we think we all know. I mean, I listen to some of my kids talk about stuff with some conviction that I'm like, how about you go to school first before you think you know that? Like, wow. Mm-hmm. So there's something about us that does this. Um, and now with more information, I think we do it more and more. And then we have a lot of belief building that goes around what we know and vice versa. So I believe this. So everything needs to fit into this framework or I, I think I know this or I learned this and it resonates. So now I'm going to build my belief system around it. I think confirmation bias is probably like a, a, one of the best explanations for some of this, right? That we will find what we are looking for to confirm what we already feel. Yeah. Um, and humility about what I know, or even openness to questioning a belief, that's not really common. That has to be sort of trained and taught. And and if you talk to any actual experts who spend their entire careers deep diving into this thing, they will tell you the further they go, the less they know. Mm. And, and that is the experience. And so the rest of us who think we know a little, <laughs> so think we know a lot because we've read a little, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly, uh, not, re- it's not real, but yeah. we, we, f- we get so much dopamine. We feel amazing. Like there is some, there's some real, um, benefits to this shallow belief, shallow knowledge base and deep belief system dynamic we do. Um, and then what happens is we run into each other. Right. And, and it feels like more than ever, I, I keep describing America as America's parents are getting divorced mm. and it's just chaos and we don't know who to believe and both are manipulating us yeah and trying to get custody and we got shame and guilt and problems and we're drinking it away you know like we're a mess yeah um that's a great analogy i I hadn't heard that before it is like i made it up at least i haven't stolen it from anyone and i usually admit (laughs) when i steal it so i feel like it's mine so it's mine everybody yeah um And so what happens in a divorce, right, is that you don't know whose side anybody's on. So you're having a conversation with somebody. It seems normal. They say something that sort of pushes one of your deeply held beliefs, and you may not even realize it because it's very shallow. It just You just attained it last week because you read an article Mm -hmm. or there was a meme that just explained everything for you. And so now we're fighting like it's Thanksgiving dinner every day. Um. And so we're in the ugliest part of the divorce. It feels like that's how it feels. Um, but so let's take a, a very specific example. So I'm at uh, Misha's house and my brother Mark is talking to my brother-in-law Ken and they are both definitely more conservative than I am. Yeah. And 
I'm one of them's a little more conspiratorial than all of us, but anyway. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm going to, I'm going to say something like, I, I love both of them dearly, but I'm just listening. I'm talking. I think guys, like you're repeating a conspiracy from 20 years ago. Mark, I, I've heard Mark do that so many times, the same story. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Ken remembered it. And he's kind of listening to him. And I was like, what is this phenomenon? You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love them both. They're great. But they, you know, they're definitely, I, it's going to trigger me because I'm like, come on, you know, like, so I, I, what I did was I whispered, beware of confirmation bias. And then I ran away, Um, (laughs) which is like so mature. Right. But it was my way of stopping myself from engaging in a way that I, I know isn't helpful. So it was the George Soros bull crap. That's always going around. Like he is, they were, they were talking about that for real. Yeah. And oh, you know how geez. old that one is that there's this new world order he's paying blah, 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 yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um I felt like a flashback. That was wise cuz I'm sure it's probably he has that conversation all the time. I don't know. But I only hear it based on the times I'm visiting. <laughs> so then I hear it and I go, "Oh, same one, huh? Yeah. You're hanging on to that thing." And I think, "Oh, it's so fascinating and you know, Ken's just smiling and whatever. They're having a conversation." Yeah. Um and it's fine and this is happening all over the place. For but the re- for the record, I, I think Ken likes the Ken loves the process of the conversation. He's not yeah, necessarily he he's not necessarily he like all in on the on the conspiracy. He's just he he, he enjoys the back and forth. He enjoys like absolutely. The, the he likes the him. intellectual rigor of it and yeah. th- that fun, and which is great. That's fun. Yeah. But there's this as I observed it, I and I didn't engage. Of course, I I controlled myself. I was thinking about it a little bit later, like trigger in me and why am I so bugged? I mean, he's just having a good time telling his story. And yeah. I think this is, this is what I'm modeling now, guys, this is modeling. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to look at myself. I have this gut reaction. That's like, let's fight, you know, cause I just want to go come on for 10 years. You've been saying the same thing. Where's your stupid evidence besides you say this video that keeps disappearing. Like, like use your brain. Like I have this Really, like, I want it rigorous. I want you to think this through. I want, so I, that's what I'm demanding of somebody else. So I had to stop and go, is that what, is that really what this is? Is it that I am afraid I'm wrong? What if he's right? (laughs) Or, you know, like really doing a little self-analysis of like, what is this pushing for me? And I'm not paying attention to, and how I avoid ever feeling that feeling is by going after someone in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Am I describing the internet right now? I am. Kind right. This is what yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. Is we, we all get our buttons pushed in some way. We don't have self-awareness around it. And then we engage in a way that helps assuage that we feel bad or that we're scared or that this person, you know, blah, blah, whatever it might be. And instead we manage it by having an all out fight. And when you think about fights and every one of you have done this and you guys can maybe you can give examples where you entrench yourself in your position because you're in defense mode. There is no openness. There's no curiosity when you have all your shields up. But when you engage in those conversations like that, your shields are up. So this is why I feel like it's a divorcing couple who will never see the other person's side as valued because they're so hurt. They can't be curious about what did my ex-husband really feel? It's like nothing. He's horrid. (laughs) You know, like you, it's just, so, and it feels good to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It feels good to feel fully self-satisfied and that you're right. But in the dark hours of the middle of the night, you're not so sure. 
right? right, right. And, and it's really our pain that we're covering up. It's really our fear or insecurities or our vulnerabilities. So when someone is going off on a conspiracy theory and I, I, it's my job to fix that, like I, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, but if I really dig into what it does to me, it makes me scared. Like I don't, and I don't like feeling scared. Yeah. So I'm going to do stuff to fix it. That's right. exactly what's happening. Right. But what happened if I stayed in scared? Like what would happen? Yeah. So an example would be instead of asking someone to defend their position, because all you're going to get is defense. So, okay, well, I read this or did you see this? I mean, if I hear one more person say, did you see this? And then it's some, oh my gosh, it makes me crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because what that is, is that is all, hey, I'm not going to talk about the thing you want to talk about. We're going to keep going to throw it. We're going to throw it. We're going to throw it. Like, so if you make any comments about Trump, it's like, well, Hillary would have been worse. That's not the question we're discussing, but that's your way to deflect. So you don't actually have to look at things. Right. Um, And so if instead you don't say defend yourself in so many words and you are, you can actually cultivate curiosity and, and ask them where they're coming from and how they feel about something. You'd have a very different conversation. Oh yeah. It's so hard to do. It's very hard to do. It's something, um, I try really hard to do when there's a, like in social media, uh, well, just yesterday I was having a conversation with somebody about, uh, or there was some back and forth on Twitter. There was a little snippy between both of us, actually. Um, he didn't like this new video game documentary because he felt like it was what in, in his words, uh, you know, any, any mentioned that he was being kind of sarcastic too. So, and we've had a conversation since then about email and this, my whole point is we've had, we, we have now discussed and had real person to person conversation about it, but it all started yeah. out as like, ah, that show's too woke. And me going, well, wait, what's too woke? And he's like, ah, well, you got the, the, the transgender per Well, he didn't even bring that up, but there's a transgender person and there's a, a gay black guy who worked at EA and they talk about the first time they brought black players into the Madden franchise and how different that was. And people weren't used to it. And, even though the league was full of black people, but suddenly the game had black people in it and it was just weird yeah. and different. And so they bring up a lot of these issues on this documentary. And because our interaction was very short and snippy, like too woke for me. And I'm like, what do you mean too woke for you? And it was like this. I didn't really know what he was thinking or saying or really felt. Mm-hmm. So after a little bit of back and forth, we, we had the conversation. It turned into an email one, which is a much more personal one. And by the end of it, I understand way more about how this guy feels. And actually, he brought up a couple of points I kind of agree with. Some some problems with that documentary that I hadn't really considered before that mostly affect pacing and kind of timing and also omitting some things that that were important parts of other... And like, he had some points. And they were legitimate points. He's still a little... I mean, in my opinion, still a little hung up on what he sees as an agenda in there. But we came to this conversation in a way that I would with my brothers or uh, or with my brother or with other people that maybe I disagree on some basic thing and then have a conversation and still the, the, the respect and the, and the, and the, and the, you know, the realness of it can still live on. And it did. And so we, I try to do that. It doesn't always work. Like today I asked on Twitter, is it illegal to vote twice in an election? Because I didn't actually know. And a lot of people are like, yeah, it depends on the state, but it's a fe- it's a felony here and some- somewhere else it's a felony, but over here it's not. But also it does mean that they will do an investigation and they'll and they'll retract one of your votes, even if it's not legal. You know, so it's a lot of back and forth. Some of our lawyer listeners piped in and stuff. But one guy, his only answer was, 
Well, if you're a Democrat, dead people vote 50 times over. Nobody notices. Like that was the, sorry about the accent, but that, that was his, his answer. So that was the sort of like, well, I don't like Trump. Well, Hillary would have been worse. Like this mm-hmm. thing where we don't get to actually interface about the point I was making or the question I was asking. And that turned into a meep, 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 meep. And who knows if that'll end up having a personal conversation at the end of it. But I strive for those when I can get them to happen. You know, sometimes it's bots and we're just wasting our time. You know, so it's like, hello, comrade. I am Mega Mom and I really, <laughs> I really like gun and truck. Like you, you can't, you can't, those, you can't listen to those because those are usually robots or fake or, you know, somebody who's just not, there's no genuineness happening there. But again, it's this volume thing, right? Like, I don't know who's being genuine about their feelings. This guy I got the email with, totally being genuine. He was really, really nice. And it turns out, been listening for a really long time, a huge fan of the shows, and just said all these really nice things. And he just was really amenable. But if we would have just let that interaction happen the one time, we would have gone away with a couple of muted accounts and an irritated feeling in our guts about each other. And we've never even met. It's, you know, there's always always been this kind of underpinning of um uh expressing any sort of vulnerability or even even showing that oh you know what in in a public setting you know what Uh, you've changed my mind on this you've changed my position but now it seems like everyone is so afraid to be vulnerable is so afraid to show any sort of vulnerability in that way yeah um yeah because you get eaten alive you get eaten alive (laughs) exactly yeah yeah you You do and i think like scott your point i mean obviously it's it's uh, with internet interactions in life it's it, it has to be even that more deft and that i mean as as why it's such a mess right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is what got me curious of course you know I, i'm i'm listening to family members have these conversations mm-hmm. talking to a friend i've known since we were 10 years old about the basketball um boycott and you know i'm not going to a game or watching anymore because they aren't open to having a conversation is was her complaint and that that rich basketball players should not have a voice in this and it's like you know i just was like are you kidding i know you're smarter than this mm. i know and now that's my bias my bias is it's an intellectual problem and that is clearly my defense right right um i have really steered clear from that for most of my life but in recent years i'm like there is an inability to think and and check resources, check uh, sources or sort of t- navigate a conversation like that. And that is what scares me. I think this is it. We, we don't have any of these skills as a people. We're screwed. So then I'm extra scared in those conversations and I act, you know, so I have to know my own garbage before I can effectively talk t- to somebody else. So a long-term relationship, I can appeal to knowing who she actually is. And then that's, it's so different. It's so different if you can just go, so really, where's your pain? And what is it? It's like, you're so sick of politics everywhere. And so this is a place you love and you don't want it messed with. And so then I can say, yeah, I get that. I get that. But also maybe we could listen to what they're saying, yeah. right? Like you, you've never been black. Yeah. You have no idea. You've never been a basketball star. Yeah. We have no lived experience that's even close. So can we, can we just listen? It doesn't mean you can't still form your opinions, but to form them before you listen, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at is the forming it before we listen. And here's the, here's, here's kind of one of the motives here. 
Confirmation bias is shortcutting. Humans, we have survived as long as we have because we have so many built-in shortcuts in our brain, right? So imagine if every day you got in your car to drive into downtown traffic and it was a new experience every time. You would be terrified every single day. Yep. So that is clearly not how we thrive as a species. We have to have our brain shuts off stuff. It ignores stuff. It shelves stuff. You know, we, we just simply don't tune into things, right? So you can drive to work without even thinking of one thing you're doing. How is that even possible? That's crazy, right? If you think about it. We are simply shortcutters. That's how we survive. Um, that's why fast food exists. I mean, all of the things, fast food is not good for us. We all know it. Yeah. And yet it is the perfect example of human shortcutting to get the basic need, but not have to be conscious and right. waste, you know, the brain is hugely resource intensive. Yeah. And so we got to have shortcuts. So here's our shortcuts with other humans. Are you in my tribe? Do you look like me? Do you speak like me? Do you share my same ideas? Do, can I just feel safe with you automatically? And so I told you this story with our dog the other day where Adam's walking our dog down the street and a guy in a truck slows down, rolls down his window and yells, okay, fill in the blank. What do you guys think he did? Yeah. Ryan? Guess. I don't know. Do I don't know what he did. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I have no idea. So you can just make a quick assumption because it's a truck and yeah. uh, Adam's with a dog. I don't know. And what he did is he said, that is a beautiful dog. <laughs> huh. and everyone's on edge like oh my gosh what's gonna happen right yeah right and so here is a dog person talking to adam's not really a dog person that's what's funny about it but uh <laughs> yeah i was gonna say he's, he's not saying, really into it no he's like no. there's a beautiful dog so they they connect in this very uh not typical way but we have we're, we're sort of all on edge because our interactions have become as we become you know the world is bigger and Volatile. news is bigger. Yeah. yeah, we we tend to, we want a shortcut. We want to think he's going to yell something terrible and he drives a truck, so he's compensating. Just kidding, that's my favorite joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. No, I do this thing, I, by the way, for the record, and I shouldn't do this, but when we're outside and everyone's chilling and I hear a car not far going, like a loud engine guy, like ripping through an intersection or something like that, I always just go, small penis. And then we just keep talking. <laughs> Is that bad? Is that yeah. bad for me to do yeah, that? You, I have my own version and I don't know if it's good for our children. Right. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> I kind of want to know. Okay, what but the point about. is, the point is we shortcut, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do shortcutting. Yeah. And that means long form connection, even long form news. I mean, you read a quick hundred word essay. It's going to be ridiculous and prove its line and point and you're just right but mm -hmm. you read a nuanced 20 page thing you're gonna go huh yeah i'm not really sure what i think right like that kind of challenge to our thinking unless you're in school and they're trying to get you to do that i don't know where else we're getting that type of i mean it has to be sort of self-motivated and when you talk to people who are so self-motivated they really can can think through things differently. It's slow thinking versus fast thinking. There's a great book on that. Yeah. Um, and really checking your own biases is, is this is not easy. And we're, we're, it, I feel like we're, you know, the election is coming. We got a lot of stuff that feels really up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, I just wonder, and I know this is like, I'm going to just mean nothing, 
But just that idea of like, if each of us took a minute and paid attention to who and what triggers us. Well, actually, I'm going to give everyone a little assignment. Oh, I'm, sweet. Homework. Homework, homework time. Homework. <laughs> this is a teaser for next uh, yeah. next new, real steps in November. We're going to do some like pretty intense therapy. So I hope people are ready. Right. Um, and it will be November. So this might be really important. Yeah. Um, anyway, I want everyone to do this. I want you to close your eyes. I love to make everyone close their eyes. Close your eyes. And I want you to picture the person that bugs you the most. Oh, man. Like just irritates the crap out of you. Okay. And they can do it quickly, right? They just know, like you can have a happy conversation for about a minute and then they just got to go and ruin it, right? Yeah. Whoever that is. Yeah. Everyone picture it. Does it need to be somebody yeah. you know personally or is it? Is it It could be anybody. I don't okay. care. I think, yeah, I think, I think a lot of us are probably thinking of the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Just going to go out on a limb. Maybe. All right, go and ahead. It can be, it can be uh, your favorite person or your, someone in your house. That's really the most effective one because you're going to have the most change with that one. But it doesn't matter. Pick anybody. Right. Now, I want you to, and you guys are all visual. I'm the one with the, the problem here. But I want you to picture a room and you're outside of the room. Yeah. They're in just kind of a white box room and there's windows. You are outside of the, that box and they don't know you're looking in and you are observing them through the window. Mm-hmm. And I want you to picture them doing all the things that drive you the most crazy. Okay. So it might be Trump on the toilet tweeting. Yeah. Or whatever. It could be be your mother-in-law judging. It could be whatever. uh, Mother-in-law judge hug. It could be my brother talking about freaking George Soros again after 20 years of talking about it. Um, You know, it could be whatever it might be, right? Like you can just picture. They have to be actively doing the thing that drives you nuts. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. So can you both see it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally can. Okay. So you are looking through the window. You are watching them do that thing. Now your eyes are still closed. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. So sort now of. get get nice and annoyed. Is everyone annoyed? Oh, I'm super annoyed. Very much so, yes. Awesome. Almost. Perfect. Okay, now I want you to do this. I want you to scan your body. Start at the top of your head and just use your third eye to like, how is your head feeling? Your face, your throat, your chest, your stomach, your legs. Just scan your body. Where are you feeling and what are you feeling? Mm. What is it and where is it? A little um, tension in my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, little uh yeah shoulders neck i feel like i'm you know clenching yeah. my forehead's getting a little hot yep i'm rubbing my t- like my a- toes are curled up <laughs> yeah nice oh, yeah Good hands way, are kind of a little bit not yeah. quite balled up into fists but uh but yeah. getting there nice yeah. okay there. any mm-hmm. chest tight tightness in your little, chest a little bit yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's real common. Bit. Not real. Okay. Not any weird. Didn't throat? know if that was a, a problem. I should seek medical attention. <laughs> yeah. So easy to to get. Okay. So often people have a tightness in their throat too. Like they, they wish they mm-hmm. could say something. They're just kind of stuck feeling. Yeah. Okay. So here we are all through your body. You are feeling. And if we just took a picture of you, toes curled, hands almost clenched, warm forehead, shoulders up. What do you look like you're about to do? Fight. Fight. Yeah. 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 You're <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, look at you with the Street Fighter. I reference. know. I only know stuff from when I was 17. Okay. Yeah. So um that's why I love the last dance. It was every basketball player I knew. Anyway, okay. So this idea is that you're holding in your body your really annoyance with this person observing them. Okay. So now I want you to keep your eyes closed. I want you to breathe pretty deeply. Okay, this is kind of funny, and you just got to go with this, okay? 
I want you to breathe really deeply, especially in the places where like, if your hands are clenched, I want you to think of putting oxygen in there or your toes or your chest mainly. That's a big one. Breathe really deep into those spaces and your shoulders, drop your shoulders, breathe really deeply. And then let me know if any words pop up as you're doing this and you're focusing on those areas. Um, for some reason, potato salad came to my mind. <laughs> okay, Brian, you're a normal person. What comes up? Actually, weird not weirdly enough, I was thinking the same thing. No, um, uh, like, like blue, like uh, the word blue or calm or blue is good. That's the word good. blue is what came to came blue, to mind. I love because it because I'm, I'm visualizing like a blue light that is traveling from where i'm taking the deep breath into like fingers and neck and it's the kind of potato salad though that's less mayo and like lots of mustard though like super mustardy potato salad does that change that does that change anything keep keep doubling down on the potato salad uh but i don't think it's working um okay so the point is, let me just say what you're supposed to have said. What, what word am I supposed to think? Uh, well, basically, it's kind of like, it's not even that, it, it's just that you're holding all this tension in your body and the fight responds. And if you soothe it and breathe mm-hmm. and oxygen, you know, kind of lets that go and you're letting go of the tension, sometimes people will recognize that it's, they're scared when that is not what they thought, mm-hmm. or they will recognize that they're hurt, or they will recognize hmm. they're sad or alone or Usually it's a little more. We're probably skewing. We're we're probably skewing the results because we're doing it live. It's tr- it's trickier because your brain's. Yeah, you're not yeah. actually maybe fully accessing this deep right. dark spot. Yeah, if you were if like, we were in a room and you were like this therapist and I was the dude in the chair and it was dead quiet in there and we weren't talking to a thousand people, probably I'd probably do it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, so t- so there's there is this thing you're observing someone you you're you're backed away from the the situation and you can observe them doing this thing that's making you you nuts and it's about it's triggering something about you right you're holding it in you whereas so for example let's say i'm picturing someone that annoys me but somebody else just adores that person and they're watching them do those things they think it's funny or like look how clever they're not having the same reaction and it's not because I'm right, they're wrong. So this is, to me, the the Trump didactic is that people love him or they hate him. How? His behavior is so consistently him. So you either love that or you hate that. Now, would you want him in your family and him to treat you those ways? Of course you wouldn't. That's not what you like. And the people who can't stand him, they they can't, they don't like any of the pieces. They can't even see him as a human, really, right? And so you've got this, major splitting and it's because it triggers something in us so for example if you love that he just says it how it is and he's mr piss everybody off what is that about for you Mm -hmm. where is there pain in your life that if you could only do that if only you could say the thing you really meant to say Mm -hmm. or you you don't feel smart enough and so you want to say to you're not smarter than me. You suck. Mm-hmm. And I can just piss on you and still win. Like that's something maybe for you. And then for somebody who can't stand him, what is that for you? Is it like, he, he reminds me of my boss. He reminds me of how small I felt when blah, blah, blah. And for people who've been sexually assaulted, this is a no brainer mm-hmm. or somebody who is, you know, when he mocks someone who's disabled and you're disabled, he is like driving a, a 
knife right into the open wound, right? right. So that's that dude. But he, how we react to that dude has everything to do with maybe our stuff that we, we spend a lot of energy hiding and protecting ourselves from that stuff, right? So Scott is so protected. He has... <laughs> Mustard flavored <laughs> potato, potato salad shield to cover up. Yeah. That's the shell. <laughs> and Brian's is a lovely light. It's a light shade of blue. A yeah. light shade of blue. Sure. <laughs> so the point being is like, okay, when we we're, we're interacting in these these scenarios, and sometimes on big scales, and then often on the internet, we are we we've got these things protecting us, and and we can go in deeper. I don't want to give more of my good gems away until at least November, and I'll talk about it in November. I'd be happy to, but. Like how we really think about this, the wounds that we all carry and how we protect ourselves from feeling those pain, that pain, and then how they get triggered by these people in our lives. So somebody, and I, I've told this story before, but um, I, I was in graduate school with this woman from Vietnam and she drove me crazy. I could not watch her talk, her hands. I just kept thinking, I'm, I'm completely racist. I must be. There's I just didn't know. I didn't know I hated those people from Vietnam. That's what it is. Yeah. And I was mortified because I'm in grad school where I'm supposed to learn that I'm not racist and be better or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I am just torn and torn and torn. And even her hand gestures drove me crazy. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Because I don't often feel this way about anyone. I bet I know what and this is. Keep going. Yeah. And I talked to Adam and he goes, hey, does it remind you of your sister? Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Because turns out she did uh, her dna test she is half vietnamese did you know that yeah i did know that and i, and I that's why this was I, I knew we were leading somewhere and she yeah she, we thought yeah. she was korean but she's half vietnamese yeah. and half chinese and all it is is facial structure the movement of her hands just happened to be uncanny this was a lovely amazing person yeah i just some visceral thing was being tapped yeah. in me which was I have no resolution with my sister. At this point, anyone from Vietnam, I have, I have clients from Vietnam, actually. They don't trigger me one bit because I'm resolved with my sister. Yeah. I don't have any of that stuff left. Right. I have worked it through. She has worked through so much. First up, we're in such a different place. Right. So it's gone. Yeah. So if you think of that, like I was absolutely racist for a solid five months about Vietnam. Yeah. And it was based on my pain. Yeah. Which, think about that for a minute. With yeah. your own people, your own people in that box. What, and maybe they're not, it's not as clear cut as a race, or maybe it's not as clear cut as a gender. Uh, it might be. But maybe it's more that you you can't, you, you can't figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. And it is very common not to know what that pain is because everything in our system is protecting us. Speaking of shortcuts, what shortcuts our, our brain will use, sometimes it'll make us forget, sometimes it'll, we got to go drink it away, whatever. We have all these mechanisms so that we don't actually have to feel that pain. And so if anyone can do this on an individual level and, and resolve those pains, imagine how different we could be in all other areas of our life. But that's why I always say to people, whoever is triggering you is your greatest teacher because they have found a button. You are, you've got an army trying to protect, mm. but they found it with cheese. <laughs> and it's kind of alarming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't talk so how's that everyone way. feel? That feel good? Feels go good. Into... I'm actually yeah. a little more relaxed today than uh, would have been normally. I think. I think yeah. I'm good. But yeah, I'm like actually a little more hungry for potato salad. Yeah. Than see, I was yeah. see. I want to be blue right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of reasons to be blue these days, but not in a bad way. Be blue, just wear blue. You know, paint yourself Dabba blue. Daba die. Yeah, daba die. Whatever. Watch. Uh, 
Watch, uh, what's his name? Avatar. Tobias. Oh, yeah, Avatar. I was going to say Tobias on Arrested Development, but that's fine, too. <laughs> Whatever you hey, want. Hey, um... Yeah. So then... What am... I forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> I started... Because, you know, I'm not visual, but I did see Avatar and the Smurfs in my head, which took over all of my other space. So oh, never mind. Yeah, it's what happens. You get Smurfs and Avatars together, you're done. That's the end of it. Uh, all right. I really like this topic. Feels pertinent to our day and something I personally uh, struggle with. So it's good to uh, hash some of this out. Um, if it helped any of you or you have any questions or thoughts or have a specific situation you're going through, send us an email, themorningstream at gmail.com and tell us about it. We might even bring it up on another episode of Therapy Thursday. Um, can I can I specify something? So everyone did that little ex- exercise with us, hopefully. Yeah. And this would be the actual homework is to just go out into your life and the next person that annoys you, you got to write it down and write down who it is, what the circumstance was, and and just keep track. Even if you just kept track for a couple days of what gets, and it might be your spouse, it might be your child, and in different circumstances, but just pay attention and then stick it in the room and observe it and see what it has to tell you. And then if one of you would just send one of those in, I would... That would make me so happy. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to hear from... If your name starts with a J, please send one in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How do you narrow it down so someone actually does it? I don't know. That, that, that would narrow it down. One thing you don't want to do is when you write all that down, don't immediately send that letter to the person that you're writing it down about. <laughs> no, your trigger, uh, yeah, don't. no. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't send anything to anybody. Just no, us. Just us. Uh, yeah, I would, lo- I would actually really like that. So let's do that. Uh, don't forget to check out realsteps.org where you're about to launch into a new phase, right? What's happening? November. Please sign up. It's going to be awesome. So it's a ways off, but uh, sign up now. I promise it'll make you cry. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, Realsteps.org. And as always, a pleasure, Wendy. I'm glad everything, you're home and all's well. And uh, work off all that Olive Garden we had the other night. Yeah. Thank you for uh, hosting. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you later. Bye now. Bye. 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 All right, real quick, we got a couple of rapid-fire fan services. Fan. Service! This is for a number of people. We're going to read through these really quickly. We got here from, uh, let's see, this is from Sirenex, or Sean. Says, hey, poop jokes and Brian with a weirdness that's uh, in our current world. My work life has been, or uh, sorry, my work life has become interesting. Nothing dire, but dollars have needed to be stretched. But this is not a request for help or a GoFundMe and the such. I've decided to do something I've thought about for a long time. Become a streamer. I'm brand new at this and would like some help getting an audience. If any listeners are so inclined, you can check out his Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Sierranex, which is S-E-A-R-A-N-E-X. Tentatively, he'll be streaming on Monday and Wednesday nights from 9.30 to 11 p.m. and Friday nights from 9.30 p.m. to as late as 2 a.m. He doesn't say this time zone, but... uh, Oh, right. No kidding. Check or out. what he's going to be streaming. <laughs> yeah. I assume games, but I'm not actually sure. Oh, it says well, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says he looks forward to playing games with people, which means that some of you might be invited. Anyway, he says, mm-hmm. thank you, Scott and Brian and everyone involved in the Frog Pants Network for doing what you do. You help us laugh in times that try to destroy us. From Serenix, a.k.a. Sean. P.S. Is it too early to get a fish sandwich? No, it is not. Let's test Whoop. the ship's phasers. Wrong one. <laughs> hey, too early to get a fish sandwich? Sorry. <laughs> Wrong one. You got a twofer. That, that was the greatest miss miss button press ever. <laughs> that was weird. All right. Uh, then he says, or we got another one. This is from Lake Charles, uh, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. This isn't a fan service so much as a, just a shout out to somebody who, uh, I don't know, could use our thoughts. 
So say I'm not super active in the community. You all, uh, or y'all have a lot of listeners. I rarely mention where I am in my emails, but I am running behind on podcasts for obvious reasons. Uh, I am at least one of your Lake Charles listeners. We evac, so physically we're fine, but we lost our house, and we have a camper, so we have a roof over our heads uh, to pick up the pieces. I'm not asking for charity or anything, just saying I'm alive, and in the off chance y'all remembered, uh, you do have somebody in Lake Chuck. Much love, uh, James the Aircraft Mechanic in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah, I hope oh, I hope uh, uh, stuff gets better quick for you, that the insurance companies don't drag their freaking feet. Um, no kidding. And then all that stuff comes uh, out in the end. And then finally, a uh, uh, listener, Liz Gum. We know Liz. Mm-hmm. Nurse Liz. She's a nurse. Uh, sent this in. Says, you guys are the best. You're Scott and Brian. I wanted to share my most amazing... Uh, uh, sorry. Send my most amazing appreciations of the show and the fun you provide us every day. Love the show. Been with you guys a little over a year now. Be safe and take care. Nurse Liz. I just thought that was really nice. That's awesome. Thanks, Nurse, Thanks, Liz. Nurse Liz. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah, Nurse Liz is, is, uh, chimed in when we were talking about COVID last week or earlier this week. Can't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. remember seeing her in the chat room. So yeah, she's always Providing always very good insight. Good, more yeah, more than I have certainly. Um, she's mm-hmm. great, and also uh, she. I'll turn and I'll turn and cough for you anytime, Nurse Liz. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. I I think the the sentiment the sentiment is is there if not the visual. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've, I've once again gone too far. All right, hey, uh, don't forget you can support this show at Patreon.com/slash/TMS, and if you do, you get a two for this weekend, Friday night afternoon rather, three thirty Mountain Time. You'll get a TMS PM. You can watch it live or get on on the podcast feed only if you're a patron. So jump in for a buck and you're in. It's not a big deal. Then on Saturday, do. right after Film Sack, we are doing our much delayed. Uh, Playdate, so going to play some games with you. That's open to anybody, but uh, patrons get in first if they want to play. So come Saturday for that. That'll be right around 11 o'clock it's one or week. So. I wouldn't say it's much delayed. It was one week. Yeah. People, come on. Barely come delayed. On. Barely delayed. Barely yeah. delayed. Barely legally delayed. Yeah, BD, BLD. Barely <laughs> legally delayed. All right, that's it. Everything else can be found at frogpants.com slash TMS, and we hope you use that for all your needs. Okay, Brian, let's leave with a song. What do you got? Yes, sir. So I'm doing kind of what we talked about yesterday where I'm playing a uh, a cover that's appropriate to the date. Sometimes it'll be appropriate to the show number, but today just happens to be appropriate to the date, and I'm dedicating it to the person who's got a birthday today, Okay. Um, even though it's not the song they requested, but... Um, hopefully they like this. Uh, Jim in South Carolina wrote and said, Hey, salt and basil turning, uh, could be basil turning 45 on the third and feeling kind of anxious. Lots of changes with kids going off to college, 2000 miles away, the whole pandemic thing. My wife is a school principal and lots to be worried about there too. I love listening to you guys. You help bring some fun and normalcy to my day. I know everyone's in the same boat. And listening to how you guys and the people in the tadpool deal with it, they're about the only reason I go to Facebook. It's been a great distraction and it brings some joy. Thanks to you both and all the community for being awesome. Uh, makes his request and then says, uh, is it also too early to get a fish sandwich? Oh, I can totally do it again. Let's, let me just screw it up twice, though, for fun here. Okay. Right, here you go. Let's test the ship's phasers. And then. I have the chaff. And now. Hey. Two or I get a fish sandwich. There you go. You got two. two. It's like a it's like a stack like a like a uh, rolling boulder uh, <laughs> or a snowball going down a mountain picking up additional uh, bad clips. There you go. Uh, he says care deeply for the show. Anyways, Jim in South Carolina. So Jim, first off, happy forty fifth birthday, and uh, dude, we and the tadpool always here for you, and and um, happy that 
that we've been there for you and we will continue to be there for you. And you're awesome too. Yep. Agreed. Now let's play a song that's not your request. Uh, today is September 3rd. It's a day that I'll always remember because uh, there's it's immortalized in a song. We talked about September songs. This is another one that doesn't have September in the title, but it's in the first lyric of the song. Now, the song is Papa Was a Rolling Stone. And people always attribute the original version to the Temptations. It's easy to do. It's a classic version. It's it's the most well-known version of the song. And it's iconic in the fact that the Temptations did this uh, seven-minute epic about uh, uh, the only thing he ever left us was alone. But theirs was not the first version. There was a version before the Temptations. And it's a version by a group called The Undisputed Truth. It's a lot shorter than the seven-minute Temptations epic, um, and it omits that whole opening bass line, which now that I hear it kind of sounds like the background music they'd introduced the uh, litigants in our trial on the people's oh, court. yeah. Carol was trying to get her tree out of the yard of the neighbor. Will she find exactly. justice today? Yeah. In our forum, the people's court. Anyway. Uh, here is the original version of Papa Was a Rolling Stone by a group called The Undisputed Truth. All right. We'll see patrons tomorrow, everybody else on Monday. Take care.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm not supposed to.